We're dedicating August to our dynamic divas, women in our community that live significant lives in the face of adversity. And it's a huge privilege for Chad Sapphire to welcome Alma van Heerden, a grade 11 learner from Kiswach School in Mazam Toti. Alma, hello and welcome to Chat Sapphire. Hi, thank you. <laughs> Alma, if I can tell the listeners, is a very busy bee and she has interests ranging from drama and dance, art as well as hockey. And she has won significant amounts of uh, awards and have been selected to teams to take part in provincial and national competitions, especially in um, drama and in dance. And in 2018, she was selected for the SI team of the South African Championship of Performing Arts with a prospect of an overseas tour. Alma, when we listen to all your accomplishments, it's hard to imagine that these are all small in comparison to what you've had to overcome. Won't you tell the listeners more about your journey with leukemia? Yeah, sure. So um, I was living a normal life, going on as usual, and then... um as you know, I was a dancer and um, did hockey and everything. And out of the blue, I started feeling really tired. And um, when uh, I had a dance exam and I was in the middle of the exam and the next moment, I just felt like I wanted to faint. And um, I remember I was looking at my mom and she said, you're white, like I'm white in the face. And I was like, OK, no, it's fine. And um, the previous week, my dance teacher told me to go for a blood test because she thought I had an iron deficiency. And that's why I was getting so tired. And we kept postponing the blood test because we had things to do. And then at, after the dance exam, my mom told me, no, we have to go now because something is definitely wrong. And um, we went and the blood test came back and it didn't look great. And then um, the doctor actually thought it was a mistake because I had hockey trials that week. I had dance exams that week. I, I was busy. And um, he said, no, it had to be a mistake. I have to go again. And um, I went again and it came back the same. And then um, I remember me and my one friend, we went to the mall to go get um, birthday presents and uh, we went home and then the next moment someone just um, showed up at our house and uh, it was the doctor and he told us, no, we have to get to the hospital tomorrow morning or the next morning as early as possible because um, they need to do further tests there. And then we got there and then found out I had cancer. So yeah, And that's quite a shock for a young girl. Yeah, definitely. I, well, uh, not what I expected at all because, I, yeah, like I said, I, I thought I had an iron deficiency. Um but yeah, it changed my life completely, but working What were like the that. first thoughts that went through your mind? It's actually quite a funny story because my dad came in the room and he told me, and he was crying, and I, obviously I knew something was wrong then. And then um, he came and he told me like, Alma, you have leukemia. And I did not know what it was at the time. <laughs> and I was like, okay then. And then he said, no, it's, it's blood cancer. And then like, I just bawled because yeah, I didn't know what to think. How old were you at the time? I was 16. Yeah. Sure. That's a sensitive age to yeah, hear yeah. bad news when you're dreaming about all things yeah, beautiful. exactly. Like the whole uh, social life and everything went downhill from there because you can't have friends over. You can't go to friends' house. You can't even go out of the room without like wearing a mask and things. Well, because then, you're like immune. now no one can, but yeah. Yeah. But your immune system is compromised. Yeah. Is that part of because it? of the chemo, um, there was a few times where I had literally like no immune system. Mm. So you'd go for a blood test and it would tell you your neutrophils and your neutrophils or your Im immune system. And if it's 
between two and eight, then it's quite normal. But mine was, I think if it was just like 0.5, I was lucky. So one time I actually went for a blood test and they the blood test didn't even pick up any neutrophils. It wasn't even on the report. So, yeah. And we, do you stay in hospital when it's that low or can you be Yeah, I have to. I have to go to hospital and I have to stay in an um, isolation ward. So everyone that has to, wants to come in had to wear scrubs and a mask and hair nets and things over their shoes and gloves and everything. And then there was only allowed one visitor at a time. But depending on the nurse in the ward, they were lenient about mm. like some things. But yeah. And tell me, how did you deal with the chemotherapy? Because I believe that it's a, a harsh thing for your body. You know, was there hair loss? And, and how did you cope with all of those things? Um, yeah, it was definitely a hard thing. Um, I think I handled it quite well. Um, I wasn't feeling as bad as they told me I was going to feel. I don't know if they made it sound worse than it was just so I can feel better. Um, but... Uh, I never threw up or anything and they said nausea is a big side effect. I did lose my hair, all of it. And then it came back and then I got, because it it's only certain chemos that make you feel certain ways. So only the one chemo, the Red Devil, um, he that's the only one that made my hair fall out completely. And then, um, so I would only get that one once in a while. So I... I lost all my hair and then I grew a bit back and then I had to get that one again and I lost it all again. So that was actually the most, I think, traumatic part of it. Like just getting that bit of hair back and then, yeah, you have to lose it all. So, yeah. And Alma, kom ons geselse bykie in Afrikaans, want ek wil vir jou paar vraag vraag oor die school en jou vriende, en ek is seker, dit sal vir hulle lekker wees om jou in Afrikaans te oor gesels. Jy is een leerder by Kiswag School hier in Amanzim Tweti. Hoe het jou vriende reageerd, hulle die nie soor? Sure, jy sê, dit brek eigenlijk my hart op te denk, want um, ek was nog een dag by die school en toe die volgende dag en toe, um, ek was nog die woensdag by die school, die donderdag en toe gaan ek hospitaal toe. En um, ek onthou nog, ek wou nie baie mense gesê het, want ons was nog nie doodseker oor wat het was nie. So ek het net een seker hoeveel het mense gesê en ek onthou nog um, mense vir my toe nie, wat is fout, wat is fout en ek het toe een video geneem wat ek toe uitgestuur het vir amal, wat nou net verduidelik wat aangaan en, en dat ek nou gediagnoseer is. En um, Ek het daar een vriendin wat al samen is van sy sin klein, klein tyd af. En sy was die eerste persoon wat vir my kom kei het. En die oomlik tot ons mekaar sien toe, tot ons net soos begin heil, want jy weet nie wat om te doen nie. En um, ek het ook soos foto's gesien van hoe um, sy en Ashley en Karma is ook twee van my ander vriendinne, waar hulle letterlik soos op die, toe het iemand in die badkom geloop en nou foto van hulle geneem, waar hulle op die badkom rond leen en heil so met een van ons onderwijsers in soos tyd in school. Toe is ek net so, jyssie, ek kan nou nie dink, Soos ek nie gaan weet so baie mense, soos gee eindelijk om en soeke goeders nie, want die school was toe soos amazing geweest met support en goeders. So nie eers, ek denk jy was in die eerste maand al wat ek gediagnoseer is, en toe het omtrend die hele hoerschool hulle haare allemaal afgeskeer van my, en die meisies het selfs hulle haare, hulle ponieserte afgesnui, dat hulle soos in soeke kort kort haarkies het. Dis baie speciaal. Ja, toe sê ek ook soos dis amazing, en even... Ons eerste rakbiespan, sy treie was gemodified, so dat hulle oranja strikkie, want Likima sy kleur is oranja. So hulle het oranja strikkie op hulle treie gehad, wat nou vir my was, en dan die eerste hoekiespan, wat ek nog altyd saam mee gespeel het, het selfs ook oranja strikkies achter op hulle rug gesit, so dit was ook baie speciaal gewees. En ek neem aan dit draa mensrechtig dier die swaar daan. Ja, nie, en die school het ook toegelaat, dat ek soos mag by die kinders gaan keir en goeders, tydens skooltijd, hulle het gesê, as ek wil school toekom, kan ek school toekom, as ek nie wil nie, hoef ek nie, want obviously, moest ek nou een gap jaar vat, as gevolg van die um, behandeling, 
en dan sal ek, as ek verveeld is by die huis, of ek verlang net aan my vrienden, dan sal ek school toe gaan, en sal met hulle sit pauzes, of sal met hulle sit in die klas, en die onies het nie een, een probleem daarmee gehad nie, want hulle, hulle was net, ja, amazing gewees, oor. hulle wat net gehad het, soos, ek moet nie contact verloor met die mense nie, en ek moet allemaal op hoogte hou, en sikke goeder, so, ja. Dit is nou nie een lichte opmerking nie, maar is dit nie ongelooflik dat dit gebeur het voor COVID nie? Ja, ek kan net denk, want ek was vir weke in die hospital geweest en my ma was altyd daar om my geselskap te hou en soms dan het ek gevoel, jy sê ek het niemand om my te praat nie, want ek mag nou niemand in die kamer in nie, maar nou kan ek nie denk, want nou as gevoel van COVID, um, mag jy nie visitors in die hospital heen nie. So toe sê ek ons nou nou die dag, want ek moet elke drie maanden terug hospital toe gaan, so toe sê ek nou die dag stoksiel alleen, toe besef ek net hoe baie ek eindelijk met my ma gepraat het, en hoe baie lekker het is om net iemand te hee, want toe sê ek nou daar stoksiel alleen, le daar in pijn, want ek moest nou een lamperpunctuur gekry het, en ons is niemand om jou te troos of enigies nie, en ja nie, ek is definitief dankbaar dat het nou net voor COVID was. So Alma, just for our international listeners, you know, for the benefit, we'll kick it back to English. Um, what setbacks are there in this journey with leukemia and have you had any? Well, I would say I'm quite lucky because I didn't have life-threatening um, setbacks. I did um, get a lot of septicemia and that's where you get like an infection somewhere and then um, it causes your um, immune system to drop even more. So then you can't get chemo because if your immune system is too low, you cannot get chemo because it will affect you extremely. And um, so I had to do that. And at first I had a Groschen line and then that got infected and I had to move it to the other side of my chest. And then uh, in my sleep, I accidentally ripped it out and I had to get it, had to, get it to the other side again. And then um, some, I can't even remember, but something happened again and they said, no, this is, this is going to cause too much because you can't go into um, theater too much because it's, it's going to ne- negatively affect you as well. So um, they just gave me a port and that's where it's like a little USB where you can just like press the needle in and then it goes. Um, So I had to do that. And then um, that set it back a few times because every time I get an infection, it drops my account so I can't get chemo. And then um, I had like an um, infection in my breast. So I had to get that sorted out. (laughs) And then, yeah, so half of the time it's actually just the... um, neutrophils, the immune system that's really low, so you can't, you're, you're not strong enough to handle the chemo, so they won't give you any chemo. So Alma, in all of this, I'm aware of the fact that you are very involved in Reach for a Dream, but as a giver, <laughs> not a receiver. Tell us a little bit more about your involvement with that. Yeah, so um, my mom is a party entertainer, and she makes these beautiful princess dresses of Disney princesses and Disney characters. So um, I have a blonde wig. So every time I reach for a dream, contacts my mom and says, okay, this is this a little girl that's really sick, and her favorite princess is Cinderella or Elsa or whatever. Then I would go put the dress on, put the wig on, and I would go surprise the little kid just to make her day. Oh, that is yeah. beautiful. <laughs> What is your favorite Disney character to be? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, yeah, there's so many. Probably Rapunzel. She's my favorite, yeah. Long hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's the complete opposite of me, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> Listeners, if I could just tell you, Alma sits opposite me for this interview and she's beautiful. She's got curly brown hair and the brightest smile. And I think the world is her oyster. <laughs> and speaking about oysters, I believe in the end, you were a recipient of Reach for a Dream. Yeah, the people from Reach for a Dream are so amazing. So they came to my room and um, asked me, what is my dream? What, what do I want from them? And 
I am really obsessed with this Afrikaans actor and singer, Bauer Bosch. And I don't know if some people know him, but I'm totally obsessed. And then I told them, that's my number one dream. I really want to meet him. And if they can't make that happen, I want to hold a orangutan. And then the one day they arranged for me and one of my friends to go... Um, they they actually told my parents to tell me, no, this is a reach for a dream event where I'm gonna meet the other sick kids. And I was I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't in the mood for it the morning. I was like, oh, okay. And then we just went. And then when I came there and I walked into the door, this random guy just walked to me and tried to give me a hug. And he was like, oh, my. And I was like, who is this? And when I looked, it was Bora Bosch. And I oh, completely wow. freaked out. <laughs> so I was totally oh. starstruck. But yeah. And this was at the Oyster Box. Yeah, this was at the Oyster Box. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> And did you get a chance to chat with him? Yeah, he's an amazing guy. I got a chance to chat with him. Um, we ate pizza. We went for a walk on the promenade. That's special. And and where was he? Is he from Durban? Or? No, he is um, from, I think, Joburg. But to, so Richard Dream actually flew him in from where he was. And, and I think he said it was his first time in Durban when he came down. And I don't know how I didn't notice because... I follow him on Instagram and then he told, he said on his Instagram story, he was like, ooh, Durban. And I was like, oh, cool, he's here. And then I didn't even click. You I, never put two and two yeah, together that he's no. actually here for you. Yeah, <laughs> That is super cool. I'm very glad for you. So, Alma, where would you say, where are you now? I would say I'm pretty blessed to be in remission, to be able to go back to school, carry on as normal as things can get with COVID mm. and everything. So, yeah. What exactly does it mean to be in remission? Um, so, yeah, I have to take medication for another two and a half years from my last IV chemo. So I had um, chemo in the hospital for about a year and a bit. And then after your last chemo in hospital, you have to go on um, chemo pills for two and a half years. And then um, for me, but each, each, each kid is different. But for me, I have to go back every three months to get a bag of IV chemo and a lumbar puncture. But besides that, it's pretty normal life, yeah. Alma, I believe in all of this and through everything that you've faced, you still managed to set up a charity for some other children. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so um, a lot of people were amazing when I got sick and they um, organized a bunch of rugby days and charity events where they can... Um, donate money to help my parents actually cope with um, the costs of all the um, chemo and the treatment and everything because there was a time when we didn't think the um, medical aid was going to pay was going to cover everything and um, in the process of it all we managed to get a lot of money and then at the end of the day um, the medical aid was able to cover the costs oh, that's wonderful yeah, and then, um, so we still had all this money in the bank. And then, obviously, I'm not going to use it for, like, personal things. And we were like, okay, we're going to help other kids with leukemia. So we, we set up a um, fund. Um, or we're still in the process of making it, but we already helped a few kids. And the um, fund's name is the ALMA Fund, and it stands for Almost Leukemia Medical Assistance. And, um, yeah, it's basically we're just kids with leukemia. We can, we'll can help them. And um, so if Reach for a Dream needs some funds or something to help a kid's dream come true, then we'll just assist with that. That's excellent. And how can people reach you to find out if they can continue contributing to the fund or if someone is actually in need of support? So we are actually in partnership with Reach for a Dream and Cupcakes for Kids with Cancer. So we work via them and the funds go through them for the kids who need it. I see. So what have you learned from this experience 
um, and what, I, I don't want to say advice, but I think probably a life hack, if you <laughs> want to call it that, have you got that you can share with our listeners? Um, so one thing I've definitely learned is that you can't take anything for granted because I was literally the week before I got diagnosed. I remember I was talking to my one friend and I was like, I can find nothing wrong with my life. My life is amazing. The next week I got cancer. So I was like, I didn't take, it's not, I'm not going to say I took it for granted then, but I didn't appreciate it as, as much as I had to or needed to. And um, so, yeah, you, and don't ever think it can't happen to you because I literally, I was never sick. I never had a cold. I never had a flu, nothing. I was the, I was the healthiest person you can get. And then a week later I got, diagnosed with cancer so so basically it's just to live live life and appreciate everything you're doing because every time I go to a party party now I see my friends now I, I always think like yo last year the summer would have killed to be able to just do this and yeah and now you can yeah now I can that's <laughs> wonderful Oma thank you for visiting with us today and we wish you all the best um good health godspeed <laughs> and the brightest stars in heaven shining over you. Oh, thank you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure.